Hi, and welcome to Coco Disaster. I'm Chorpsaway. And I'm Zane Zero. And today, we're ringing in a new year of anime by talking about what's coming up with the winter season. It feels like 2018 has lasted several lifetimes, but we're finally here, ready for a brand new year. We're finally free from the curse of 2018. God, and here's hoping 2019 can be any better. Just any better. Please. Focus on the anime. It'd be hard, though. It's been a pretty good year of anime. Mm Mm-hmm. But we can always hope. Before we get into discussion of next year's anime, though, there's some news that I'd like to talk about before we continue. First off, the Ingress anime has been streaming, and your friend and mine, Kazuna I, um, from the YouTube, uh, got a special guest spot in the series. I forgot I was going to watch the Ingress anime. It's not a surprise, because it's a Netflix release, we won't see it for a while. Ah, that would explain it. And I think just amongst kind of everything else, it's it was easy to get lost in the shuffle of this season. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kazuna I also popped up in um, Magical Girl Sight from last season, I think, as well. Hooray? And... Not to get too far into this, but this season has a virtual YouTuber anime series coming out. So, like, this whole weird subculture has really hit the mainstream in a way that I don't think anyone could expect. Well, as mainstream as it can be to appear on an anime. Right. More mainstream than these people who are using these face rigs on YouTube. Yeah, that's fair. Certainly, it's just... It's very surprising to see, for sure. Yeah. I don't think the Ingress anime was picked up by anyone for subs, which may also explain why no one has talked about it. But it's Netflix, eventually it'll be out there. Yeah, it'll be visible in some... Yeah. I'm sorry, I I had to look at if there was any subs of the Ingress anime, and there was there is a sub-release of Episode 1, released yesterday, that was apparently taken from the French translation of the anime run through Google Translate. <laughs> oh, that rules. That, that's the only way to watch Ingress the anime. <laughs> wow. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> but uh, speaking of weird things, we have there's a new manga coming out called uh, Dokuron, which is one of those idol parody shows. And the, the joke here is that they are reverse mermaids. Oh! So, totally human body and, like, shark head or fish head or squid head. So there's Zora? I... Guess, sort of? Yeah, a little bit like a Zora. I, I was just thinking the uh, the Breath of the Wild Zora. Oh, yeah, sure. But yeah, I, I believe what happens is they, uh, like, a, a music producer goes out fishing, and the things he brings back turn into idols. This sounds like a gotcha game. You would think that this would be a gotcha game, but no, apparently it is a 
manga series coming out. Maybe the plan is to do like a, you know, I feel like with that sort of premise, you'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely. The merchandising deals on this have got to be just incredible. Yeah. But we'll see what turns out with that. I'm interested is maybe the word I'm looking for, and I'm not positive. (laughs) Oh, also, again, weird stuff. Um, There is a Chinese anime release of a series on the story of Karl Marx coming out soon. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So, look forward to that, I guess. I mean, like, so I believe the studio is named Billy Billy, and it seems like this is supposed to be accurate, but you look at it, it's very like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like in the way it's animated? Anim- it's just the style of it. Like, all of it looks very much like sort of that early season JoJo's Bizarre Adventure sort of look to it. Huh. And it would be cool if that's the direction they took the story of Karl Marx, (laughs) but probably not. This whole thing existing at all is very strange. Yeah, I don't think there's a release date to it, like, that's been specified, but it is being done to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Marx's birth. And by 20th, of course, I mean the 200th. And yeah, it's it's commissioned by China's Office for the Research and Construction of Marxist Theory. Okay. Yep. So, uh, get excited. Oh, sorry. The streaming service is Billy Billy. The animation company is uh, Dong Mantong. Mm. So, for those who may be in the know of, like, the animation studios that get outsourced for anime products, maybe these are names that are more familiar. But still... Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, we also have Adi Shankar, who is the producer for the Netflix Castlevania series, announcing that they are going to do a Devil May Cry series as well. Finally, a good Devil May Cry anime. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be really nice if they could pull that off. Interest to see how that turns out. The Castlevania anime, pretty good. There's a lot to like about it. So I'm interested in what they do with Devil May Cry, which has, like, a lot more personality already in it. Yeah, I I mean, I think it'll be easier because they won't have to draw stuff for, up from the Aether to get personality out of it. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they kind of already have all of the, the bones to the project, as long as they can put them together. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Doro Hedero manga, uh, or Doro Hedero anime being announced. And I know a lot of people have been really into Doro Hedero since it came out. I have not picked up a lot about it, except for the interest in it. So it's exciting to see the anime and see if they can pull it off, because the one thing I do know, very distinct art style. That's what I've heard too. Yeah, it's. It, I just remember, like, God, it looks really fucked up and weird, so... If they can keep that up for the anime, I feel like that, that'll capture the the Dorohedero charm, as far as I know of it. Yeah. Oh, and then one thing that I've been sort of adjacently interested to, 
is there is an anime adaptation announced for a light novel series called My Next Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom, where the concept is it's it's like an isekai story, but what happens is she is put into an otome game as the antagonist, and so she is trying to rewrite the very fabric of the universe in order to not end up with a death flag, which is how all of her (laughs) stories end within the series. (laughs) That sounds like a very amusing concept, at least. Yeah, so it sounds really interesting. I think the couple people I know that have read parts of it have said really good things about, like, how it handles that concept. I'm really excited to see how that goes, so very interested in seeing how the anime turns out. I think it also got picked up for uh, licensing for the manga, so if we get a chance to check that out beforehand, I will uh, come back, but I think that's July or something, so it'll be a while. Nice. Uh, In quick mobile game news, uh, Fate Grand Order continues to be incredibly popular, and in September of this year alone, apparently made over 9 billion yen, (laughs) which is absolutely buck wild i i love that type moon is getting so much money that they have no idea what to do with it and they have apparently decided to spend it on animes on getting animes produced <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean for fake red order it seems like all the numbers are consistently several billion yen for all of their makings for fake grand order for the entire year yeah so like I think it's already been discussed that Fate Grand Order is the most popular uh, mobile game in Japan, but to realize how fucking much money it's making. You said that was September? That was September, and then there are also ones where, like, um, it's been about $9 billion as well per month this year. Okay, yeah, I know why it was uh, $9 billion that when it was reported in September. That was after the summer event. Ah, that'll do it. Get those horned up teens. That's that's the money they're looking for. That's the audience. And then there was uh, <laughs> there was another news about mobile games. This is for Dragon Ball Z uh, Dokkan Battle, where apparently seven people ended up arrested for connected to a cheat app. And <laughs> what I know about Dokkan Battle is that it is one of the worst gotcha-style games in the universe in terms of how much you need to spend money in order to be able to keep up literally at all. That's incredible, because as <laughs> someone who plays Fate Grand Order, Fate Grand Order's gotcha is pretty scummy, but at least the game is overall easy enough that you don't need to worry about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this cheat app would allow you to buy, acquire purch- purchasable features for free, and you know what? They're damn heroes. They're damn <laughs> heroes for fighting against this bullshit. I'll say it. <laughs> Stick it to the system. <laughs> and then... Also, there was some news about the live-action Your Name adaptation that's in the works. Apparently, this was specifically requested by the rights holders of Your Name. Huh. Like, they specifically said, we want a Western version of this movie through the lens of, you know, like, Western uh, sensibilities. I'm not sure if this is going to make it better or worse I don't know if it makes it better but it makes it it makes it feel less scummy I think on the western side that this was something specifically requested or commissioned or something like this Yeah th- th- for sure but it just makes me wonder like 
do they have more does this mean they have more freedom in their adaptation maybe uh yeah it says just they want to see it through the lens of a western viewpoint so i guess that means you have a little more freedom to do whatever it takes to localize this story better not that there's like a ton there's like a little bit but yeah it should be interesting to see the screenwriter uh for this is the same screenwriter as arrival which is pretty well regarded sci-fi hmm and jj abrams is handling the direction so we'll see how that goes (laughs) we will definitely see how that goes you've got a number of sci-fi people on it but that doesn't quite work for what your name actually is so yeah we'll see how it turns out i'm differently interested in it now that this has been said yeah i'm also cautiously interested yeah and in the last bit of news funimation and crunchyroll have ended their content sharing partnership this is a little late at this point but in case you didn't already know the uh the partnership that allowed for Crunchyroll and Funimation to exist within the same body and ouvoir and have these simuldub things is over. Alas. Since Sony bought Funimation, the plan is for Funimation to go global instead of being North America only, and they have teamed up with Hulu in order to take care of that. Uh. I have not heard good things about Hulu's streaming service. Mm-mm, it's bad. Uh, do you like paying for fewer ads and then paying more for even fewer ads? Because that's <laughs> what you get. Oh, no. There might not be a no ads option at this point. But um, uh, VRV, uh, which is owned by Crunchyroll's parent company, uh, Alation, removed all the Funimation stuff from there. And High Dive has taken its place now, so maybe there'll be more interaction between High Dive and Crunchyroll. I think High Dive has a lot of dubs of things that went to Crunchyroll. Yeah, I remember they have, uh, I at least know they have a dub for um, Starlight Review. Mm-hmm. And Funimation is going back to its normal simulcasts as early as this season, so we'll see how that turns out. And yeah, so we'll see what this does to the streaming anime setup because I hope you like paying for another service again <laughs> to watch all the anime. Uh, and Funimation's player is bad. I'm really glad Crunchyroll like updated it to HTML5 because it's a much better player and Funimation's is a whack. <laughs> I remember hearing those stories too. Yeah, no, it's not, mm, it's still not good, even after their redesign. And it hasn't had to be good, because they didn't have anything on their fucking site, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out now. They're already, the um, the split has been done. Some shows, like the really popular ones, have still stayed on Crunchyroll, but a lot of other ones, like Ping Pong the Animation included, uh, went back to Funimation to be subbed and dubbed on their site. Okay. And that is everything. So, without further ado... Let's talk about some anime we'll be watching, and some anime we won't be watching. Yeah! To start off, we have The Leftovers. These are the things that are still continuing on into next season, and uh, we're still excited for them. And what better way to start this off than with a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Vento Ario. Yeah, what, what a ride it's been so far. Yeah, um, again... Vento Ario, I think, takes on a very different vibe 
now that the people who experienced it through the really bad scans and translation finally see it fully animated and also in proper English. Yeah, you can't see it, but I'm waving my hand. Hi, that's me. I suffered through the the old weird bad (laughs) translation. (laughs) And it it really puts a different mood on it because I think it, it does give a lot more personality to these characters. Yeah, it's really nice to see all this stuff animated, and also, because of the bad translation, a lot of my memories of Part 5 are a very large haze, so it's like I'm experiencing all of this for the first time. (laughs) And, yeah, like, the fights are just as, like, are real extensions of, like, Part 4's fights, where, like, it's a lot more of a weird puzzle than watching some dudes punch the shit out of each other. Yeah. From what I remember, Part 5 is more like a fusion of, like, Part 4's weird stands and Part 3's there's a journey going to be going on sort of feeling. Yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these awful gremlins punch their way through strange puzzles. Yeah, what, also what I like about it is, like, JoJo's Part 4, very endearing characters. JoJo's Part 5, real just, like, dirtbags. <laughs> Everyone's awful, and I love them. Everyone is terrible in their own way. And that has its own charm to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, in time with the anime, a English translation of the Part 5 video game for PS2 was released also. Hooray? So if you want to play that, which I assume is just as... Just as th- the same as every other JoJo's game. <laughs> that's, you can experience that. That's what I remember hearing, that this game is not that great. But it's weird. From what I understand, yeah. it's got a lot of mini games in it. It's weird. It's not just fighting. And that's the exciting part. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just looking forward to this because I love all of these terrible people. <laughs> They're so bad. Giorno Giovanna will kill a man. <laughs> And then, also, I'm still keeping up with Ace Attorney Season 2. I've fallen a little behind on it because I, I've just been having a lot of tr- trouble this holiday season uh, keeping up with anime. But uh, it, it's really pushing... So, this is covering the third game of the series, unlike the first season, which handled two of the games. So, it's doing a lot more unique stuff in its story. So it has a lot of anime original stuff, not only from the perspective of like young Edgeworth and, you know, kind of exploring the relationship between Edgeworth and Larry and Phoenix, but also it has like an entirely new court case, just wholesale. Huh. I think that's really interesting way of handling this where like you have the 24 episodes, but you don't, exactly have the content to fill that and yeah so it's it's very interesting i think that they're doing a good job with the anime original content as far as i've seen so i'm excited to see what more they do with it and if they expand on more characters this way that's really cool that they've been doing the anime original content has been good then yeah and i feel like there was that way for the first season as well they're just wasn't as much of it. Hmm. It's a good adaptation 
I think, even though the animation is not always where you would want it to be, the charm is still unmistakably there. I was just gonna say, as long as it has, like, the delivery, it seems like it would be fine. Mm-hmm. There is one thing I know about uh, the Ace Attorney anime, and it is maybe one of the most amazing facts, is that in one of the cases, there is a fake Phoenix who shows up, and fa- the fake Phoenix is voiced by Phoenix's actor from the games, at least in the dub. Yeah, which is a really good touch. Furio Tigre, thank you. Yeah. God, what a what a good touch that is, too, like, to bring him in specifically for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's all the leftovers, so let's get into the shows we're very interested to check out. Um, I think that winter season always feels a bit lighter than other ones, like there just aren't as many shows coming out. So these lists are a little sparse for now, but I'm guessing based on perceptions of the first couple episodes, this may be updated. Yeah. But first, one that can't be denied is Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. I have been waiting for this for quite a while. Yeah, um, I think I asked you this last time, but you've read Mob Psycho, correct? Yes, I have read the whole thing. So, is there enough content for a third season, or do you think this is going to be the finale of the Mob Psycho anime? Uh, I personally think there's enough content for a third season, depending on how, like, I think that they would have a third season of it. Because unless they, like, really squish it in there, uh, there's not going to be enough time to get everything in there. Okay, because I don't think that they've said how many episodes this is yet. Yeah, some folks think this that it's going to be too core, but just to, you know, give the stuff t- enough time to breathe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I kind of hope it is, because this is... Because the first season was some really great stuff, and... The, the material that they're going to get into in Season 2 is really, really good also, and I want to make sure that, you know, it's it's given time to, to shine on its own, that it doesn't feel like we're moving at too fast of a pace. Yeah, I think Bones did a really good job with Season 1, uh, not only in pacing, but just, like, animation for sure. So, really excited to see how it looks visually. Yeah. They did a remarkable job of converting one's art style into something that is more palatable, but still so distinctly one. Yeah, it feels like an older sort of animated product. Like, it it doesn't look like a a product from the 2010s, I guess. Yeah. And then the next show on this list is one I don't know much about, so you'll have to tell me about Kaguya-sama Love is War. Alright, well, I honestly don't know too much about it either. I've just heard that it's really that it's actually really funny uh kaguya-sama love is war is about uh basically there's a student council and the two heads of the student council kaguya shinomiya and miyuki shiragane are both in love with each other but they refuse to confess to the other one so they have to outsmart the other one into tricking them into (laughs) confessing first so it's the pv describes it as a mind game rom-com and I've heard it's really, really funny, even if it takes a bit to get going, because they have to establish the characters. But that that kind of idea, this kind of, like, low-stakes mind games sounds really, really good. That does seem pretty fun. Alright, I think this one had, like, a uh, a director that I should know about. 
Oh, right. Okay, they did uh, Rakugo. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they did Rakugo. They did uh, Grand Crest Senki from last season. Oh, uh, they did Five Rain. They did an episode of Five Rain. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's the mind games. There's where that comes in. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did uh, Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju from a few seasons ago, and people really like that a lot. So I think that means there's a, a good pedigree going into this. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. And then next one up that I'm going to be watching is Boogie Pop and Others. So Boogie Pop is a bit of like a a cult classic series, I feel. Like, it's not super popular, but it was one of the big, like, Tokyo Pop grabs back when they were early and starting up. And so this is an adaptation of the first novel in comparison to the other ones, which were kind of scattered. And it's about a um, Shinigami named Boogie Pop who is involved in a sudden set of disappearances of female students from a particular academy and sort of the detective sort of mystery and figuring out if this is like supernatural and how this all plays into each other. It's very interesting. Um, it's being done at Madhouse and the, the animation is like really good on the PV. So I'm excited to see how this turns huh. out. And just with the way that people have talked about this series, um, this seems like a good starting out point because it is the first novel. It's kind of the introduction to the world. And I want to see how this turns out. Like it's very evocative, interesting imagery. Kind of like, you know, at the 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 beginning of like um, Persona Four, where it's the it's the character hanging from like the telephone wires. Yeah, they have another shot a lot like that, but it's like of the person uh, as they're being tangled up in the wires, like slowly like losing body parts. Huh. So it's like it's like weird and like a, it seems like a little horror esque in that. So I'm very excited to see how that turns out. I mean, I, to be honest, I was planning on watching this myself anyway, because there's not that much this season. But then I took a look mm. at the staff, and it's being directed by uh, Shingo Natsume, who directed Aka 13 and Space Dandy. So this is probably going to be really good. Yeah, at the very least, it's going to look really good. I think we can definitely agree on that. So yeah, that should be interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing this, because it's maybe out of my element, because I don't watch too much horror-y stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's one of the, like, effective horror anime series in a genre that is predominantly defined by camp. <laughs> That's fair. So, we then also have, uh, as the last very interested show, if you have any children listening, please cover their ears. This is Kakegurui XX the second season of the horny series Kakegurui. I'm going to assume that the XX is Double Cross. That's probably right. So Kakegurui Double Cross. And it is the continuation of the story of Kakegurui, which is about a agent of chaos who shows up <laughs> at a gambling school and basically ruins the lives of a bunch of people because they're <laughs> cheaters. Also, she gets sexual pleasure from doing so. No, uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, same staff, as far as I can tell, and it's adapting the the parts of Kakegurui where things get a lot more interesting and involved. Because we're going to start out with the fucking, um, the fucking tower game, which is just a- that is really the the separation between what I consider, like, part one and part two of Kakegurui. 
Very excited to see how that turns out. And then they're getting into the quote-unquote tournament arc of the series, which should be really interesting to see how they handle that and how many episodes they get, et cetera, et cetera, like how much they can actually adapt of that. Nice. Uh, For what it's worth, uh, the Tower game is what should have ended the first season. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so the full arc that this is going to cover is not finished yet. So also seeing if they do another, like, anime-only thing to finish it up, like, with a sort of proper ending will be interesting to see. Huh. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, same here. I'm I'm really looking forward to Yumeko being incredibly terrifying. Yeah, no, uh, if, if the PV's anything to go by, it will be uh, just the same. <laughs> nice. So I hope everyone's excited for horny, horny gambling. So, that's the very interest. Now we're getting into the kind of interested things, you know, the things we're looking at above the others still, like, this is something that I want to check out. And the first one I have on here is The Promised Neverland. The Promised Neverland is, I guess, kind of like Shonen Jump's, like, latest big thing. Yeah, it runs in Jump. Yeah, it runs in Jump, and it's been there for a while, um... I know people were really excited about the the artist who was getting on it just for being such a like fantastic environmental artist. And so uh, I ha- I read through the first volume of it and it's a very interesting story of sort of like uh, a group of orphans who live at a school together and slowly discover that the the school that they're in is actually like a breeding ground to make them like food for monsters that live on the outside in sort of this hell post-apocalypse and it's really cool i think it, it has some very good like imagery to it it's very evocative the monsters are very terrifying and i'm interested to see where the story goes from there i haven't picked up another volume since so it should be really neat to see how this is done because it seems very interesting from the get-go and there's been so much clout of it going in. I have to say, I did not expect where that was uh, was the going. I knew there was a <laughs> twist, but I did not expect them to be livestock or terrifying monsters. Yeah, they, they do that pretty early, so I feel like that's not too much of a spoiler. That's probably like first or second episode material, but just so you know, that's what you're going in for. That sounds like it's gonna be a horror anime. Just a bit. Maybe a little bit. And I believe that it's coming close to its end in Shonen Jump. Like, it, it's reaching its its finale. So, whether or not this is one of those ones where, like, they just give it, like, 50 episodes to finish or whatever should be interesting to see. I just hope that if it is ending in Shonen Jump that it's ending on the author's terms and not Jump's terms. It seems that way, yeah. Alright, nice. No, Jump is very unceremonious about ending things on its terms, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on the author's terms. That's true. We all know what happened to Bleach. <sighs> yep. And just a bunch of other stuff. I feel like just like every time anything underperforms, it's just like, fuck off. <laughs> You're done. So, the next one on here is one that I am kind of looking forward to, but you're the one who put it on the list first, so do you want to talk about Koya no Kotobuki Hikotai? Yeah, sure. So, uh, this is a, uh, apparently it's, uh, about, uh, 
squad of bodyguards that all pilot planes, uh, basically protecting cargo as it's being transported. And it's about a bunch of, well, a bunch of anime girls getting along and f- doing dogfights in their biplanes and stuff, but what makes this interesting is that, from what I saw from the PV, this is a, a 3D anime where everything is animated like that, and... The other thing that interests me is that it's being done by the Shirabako director, which means it's got a pretty good chance of being something interesting. Yeah, and it's very, like, old world in a way. Like, it's very, like, kind of Wild West in its aesthetic and design. Yeah, the girls all do look like they could be from any sort of Wild West movie. Or, like, I guess I guess a better term for it would be, like, it feels like they would be in from around the, the time that planes were starting to be invented. Mm-hmm. And the 3D animation is all pretty good as far as the PV showed, so yeah, it should be interesting to see how that turns out. Here's hoping for it, certainly. Yeah, I'm. I hope it turns out well because this is one of the things I'm also watching because there's not that much I'm interested in this season. I think there's something really funny about uh, the Shirobako guy doing this too because one of the the anime being produced in Shirobako is. Very similar to this. Huh. It's more like Kantai collection with planes, but like still that connection of like plane girls being a thing that shows up within both of these stories is like just an interesting look at what this director is touching. I don't think I think you're thinking of the wrong anime for plane girls. They're just pilots. No, no, but they're also pilots in Shirabako. Oh, I mean. Okay. Sorry, okay. yeah, Contact Collection was maybe not the best one. That's just, like, the design aesthetic of the show within Shirobako gives that off. Okay, because the thing you're thinking of is another show that's airing this season. Oh, right. There's also that, which we'll get to. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a different... Yep. <laughs> and then the last one on the, the list that I'm going to be checking out is Dororo. So, Dororo is a Tezuka story that, um, pretty famously, I feel like a lot of Tezuka stuff he started and then got bored with and moved on, so it doesn't have, like, an ending. Uh Uh-huh. So, there was a game that came out based on this called Blood Will Tell for the PS2, and it had to, like, invent its own ending to, to, you know, give a proper conclusion to this story that he just abandoned. Uh Uh-huh. And so, I'm... As presumably the anime is going to do that too, and it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. I'm not super sold on the art style right now, but Dororo is a very interesting story where it's like about um, a, a samurai lord who barters away all of his newborn son's organs to a bunch of demons so that he can be like uh, a dominant warlord. Mm-hmm. And so this kid is about to die, and a um, like a medicine man takes him in and gives him all these weird prosthetics. Uh-huh. But, like, also they're murder prosthetics, where, like, his arms are also swords. And the concept is that he's going around hunting down all of these demons to reclaim his body and then take down his father. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's it's a really cool idea, and the game was really cool, so I'm excited to see how they do that in an anime. And he's joined by a, a like a young orphan who claims to be a great thief, and so they have like this dynamic together. Oh, okay. I from the poster, I thought the kid was the main character, and the other guy was 
the was not the uh the person who's hunting down all his body parts. Yeah, I think the kid is more of your like you know, author avatar kind of thing. He's the one you see the action through. Okay. Ah, the POV character. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how Dororo is handled as an anime and what they do for the ending, because the game ending? Buck wild. Uh we'll <laughs> see if it's any more grounded once we get to this. Galaxy Brain, it's the same ending. Oh my god. <laughs> or uh, I feel like there's then the universe brain is it just ends. <laughs> they just like they just write, and this is where Tezuka got bored, and then they leave. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So that's it for the kinda interested list. Now we have the ones on, you know, we have the ones that are in our in our periphery vision. This is the maybe, maybe not list. And the first one up is, I believe you put this one on, it's Circlet Princess. Yeah, so this is an anime about esports, and that's literally the only reason I want to watch it, because they <laughs> finally made an anime, a sports anime about esports. Right, it's like a VR, AR sort of game that they play, right? Yeah, that's what it seems to be, and sometimes I have to consume the garbage, so uh, this is the garbage that I will probably be consuming this season. And hopefully it's better than very similar anime Gunslinger Stratos. (laughs) And let me tell you, anime for Gunslinger Stratos, really bad. Got the chance to play it, very good. It is dumb as fuck in the best ways possible. (laughs) Okay, so have you ever seen the, the, the arcade machine for Gunslinger Stratos? I have not. Okay, so it is a two light gun game. You play it with two light guns. Yeah, two light guns, and you have, like, control, uh, like, you have joysticks on the back to help control stuff and jump and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, so you have your normal fire, which is, uh, you know, putting the, uh, which is just using the light guns. But there are also two magnets on the sides of the guns and on the tops of the guns so that you can do, like, super attacks (laughs) and change your weapons. (laughs) And it's dope as hell, and all the character designs are super anime bad. Like, I played one as, like, a cowgirl <laughs> who was wearing a bikini and assless chaps. <laughs> and she's, like, from Texas, and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, anime game. <laughs> but it's a really, it's a really good a thing, and I maybe Circlet, uh, maybe Circlet Princess can reach the heights of the possibility of a fucking, like, esports game. I think it is also based on a game. <laughs> Don't know if it's a mobile game or not, but I really hope it's not. Oh, huh. Ha! Ha! Is it a real VR game? Because that's what I want. It is apparently, according to uh, any chart, it says video game. But more importantly, I saw who the character designer is. (gasps) Who? It's Saitom, who did the main character designs for Xenoblade 2. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) I get to get some great garbage this season. Yeah! (laughs) So, the next one that I'm kind of interested in is called Revisions. And Revisions is also a, like, 3D CG anime that's coming out. It's also, like, mecha. But very mecha in, like... I was also interested in this, and then I saw the PV, and then the mechs. I I do not like the design of the mechs, personally. Yeah, the mechs are real fleshy, kind of, in a way that's really 
disgusting. <laughs> but I think that also kind of cool. Like, uh, and I think that the writer behind it is the same writer behind Psychopaths, which is like this cool sort of psychological story. Not at all like this. But, oh, um... No. You know who's directing revisions? Oh boy, who is it? Goro Tanaguchi, the man behind Code Geass! Son of a bitch! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh right, he's done good things since. You know, we liked Princess Principal, we liked Lupin the Third, but this is getting back to Mex. <laughs> this is getting back to mm-hmm. Mex, and this is going to be bad. <laughs> Gun X Sword was good! <laughs> Yeah, basically the idea is that um, a bunch of students get abducted and put through like this phenomenon called the Shibuya Drift, which transfers them into Shibuya way far into the future, where sort of like everything has been ruined, but still like, you know, society continues on in the midst of these horrible mech monsters called revisions. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's fighting against them in a mobile suit. So it's like, Maybe a little Evangelion in that way. Like, the mech design really gives me, like, an Evangelion light vibe. I thought the mechs were, uh, were power armor, and that, and that the enemies are the weird fleshy mechs. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because I think it is power armor, because they also, like, use knives and guns and shit. But yeah, so, see how that turns out. <laughs> Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll be a hot fucking mess, but it's extremely Eva. Like, I just looked at the PV again. The the main dude's suit, absolutely just Shenji. <laughs> so, who knows with that one? Yeah, that, that director is uh, a mystery, always. Yep. And then one you put on here, and one that, like, is within my, you know, periphery, but not in the same way. Uh, Kimori Kusa. Yeah. So, Kimori Kusa is apparently based off of a, um project from 2012 with the same name, Kimari Kusa. It won the the 24th 3D anime contest, and it is by Tatsuki, the director of Kimono Friends Season 1. And that is entirely why I'm interested in this, because uh, he managed to make a miracle out of Kimono Friends Season 1, so it'll be really interesting to, you know, see what he does next. Mm-hmm. And, he's, uh, and it's with his studio which did that, and um... One of the weird 3D, like, improv anime, um, Tessagore. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm interested in some parts just for, like, the tech to see if it's, like, how things have changed or improved since Kimono Friends, since Kimono Friends was done, like, on pennies. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be nice to see Totsuki with more of a budget. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one is one I put on, and it's called Hula Ing Babies. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot. So I put this on. It's it's like a short and it's so Gainax at one point split into two offices. And this is the thing that like when Gainax, the the Gainax side um, studio got announced, this was like the thing that they were working on. And it's been years since then. So I'm just kind of interested on that end. But basically, it just seems like it's about a bunch of girls who try to be like hula girls, which may or may not be a magical girl thing. It's very vague about it, but the art style is very cute and distinct in a way that's, like, really charming, and so I'm interested to see how that turns out. Huh. And now, we enter the not-interested list. 
again, not as long as I expected. It does seem like winter is sort of the lighter, one of the lighter seasons of anime. But the first one on this list is one that probably a lot more people are interested in. And that's Endro. So Endro is this like fantasy adventure story with um, character design by the Yuru Yuri author. Ah, that would be why it looks familiar. Yeah, it looks very familiar because that's Yuru Yuri. That's just, that's just like the style and the characters. And yeah, it, it seems cute. I'm just not, like, not particularly interested in it, like as a thing. I mean, I saw from the preview and it looks like this is the cute girls doing cute things anime of the season, except the cute thing is being a JRPG party. Right, I think they still go to school for JRPG protects. Yeah. Then we have uh, How Clumsy You Are, Miss Ueno, which is, it's about a third year junior high student who is in love with the concept of falling in love and also like a mad scientist. So she's constantly trying to show off to her science club uh, friend, Tanaka, who she is into. Uh-huh. And like, again, cute, but like, certainly in comparison to, um, what was that, teasing... Teasing Master Tagaki? Yeah. Like, in the pantheon of things that are like this, I feel like I'm more interested in something like that or the love is war than something like this. And also it looks, I don't know, maybe a little too, like, edging on perv than I would like. Yeah, that that's kind of what's appealing about um, Teasing Master Tagaki and... Um and Kaguya-sama is that they both they're both more interested in the cute parts of of relationship nonsense and not the horny parts. So, the next one up is uh Watashi ni Tenshi ga Mayorita, which is being done at Dokakobo and is about a fifth grader who brings a friend over and her college student sister immediately falls in love with her and they do a bunch of awkward uh, cute fifth grader things, I guess. It's very cute girls do cute things. And the the way that that's worded of, like, the college girl falls in love with a fifth grader really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. So I, I'm not ready to say this is bad. You know, capital B bad. But I'm also not going to give it a shot. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, Dokyonin wa Hiza, Tokidoki Atama no Ue. You know, you'd think after doing this for like three years, I would be any better at, uh, you know, saying j- Japanese, but no, not at all. So it's basically the story of a lonely novelist and his cat, which possibly charming. It seems like he meets a lot of friends who also have cats. So if you're into like that sort of sort of cutesy slice of life, this will be for you. Has any that reminds me if anybody has translated the that uh the movie that was about the mobile game where you just collect cats? Oh, Neko Atsume. Yes, that was it. Oh, I don't know if someone's translated that yet. Oh my god, I'll have to look at that later. I need to know how that turned out. But in bad news, Girly Air Force. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what we were talking about before, which uh are like fighter aircrafts. That are shaped like human girls, and boy howdy, do they got boobies. <laughs> That's it. It it feels like this is like the logical extreme of all those commercials of like the the girls who would like 
You remember that one of the girl who drank gasoline and turned into a car? <laughs> you remember that one? It feels like it's like some sort of logical extreme of that where it's like, what if that was just a thing that we did? I mean, from the description, it seems like it's there are planes, but they uh, manifest as human girls who pilot the planes. Yeah, fucking whatever. Thanks, girly Air Force. Thanks, Satellite. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Grimm's Notes, the animation, which is based on a mobile game. As a third of all anime is these days. But it seems like the the basic idea is, like, everyone comes with, like, an Akashic record where the entirety of their life is written out, and there are basically, like, bad people going in and just, like, writing, like, bullshit into people's stories to, like, ruin their lives. And so it's a fight between, sort of, like, people who have born with been born with blank books of fate fighting against the chaos tellers, as they're called in this. <laughs> nice. Nice. So cool. That sounds fun, but again, eh, it, it would take a lot to convince me to watch it. Just like, you know, positive reception. So then coming up, we have, right, this just got a localized title and it's The Price of Smiles. Oh. This is the, this is Tatsunoko Productions 55th anniversary anime. And it's about, it, it seems like it's like a kind of a, a mech love story about two planets of uh, differing people, one very peace-loving, one very war-oriented, and the the importance that, you know, like, smiles bring to, to easing the pain of people. That seems like it could be good. Yeah, it could be good, but I'm, like, not a big fan of the character designs from the PV, so, like... Yeah. Again, I'll, I'll wait to see what people's impressions of the actual story is. Then we have... Pastel Memories, also a mobile game. But this one is about future Akihabara, where otakus are declining. <laughs> and so uh, it's about an otaku shop and the heroines who are all otaku girls trying to help people, quote, claim their lost otaku memories, end quote. Oh my god, that sounds even- It's trying to make people otaku again. No, you absolute monsters. They already escaped. Don't drag them back in. Let them be free. <laughs> uh, then we have Meiji Tokyo Renka, which is a otome historical harem fantasy romance series. Then we have Bermuda Triangle, colorful pastral. You know how we were talking about reverse mermaids earlier? Well, here's cute girls doing cute things, but now the cute girls are mermaids. Wow, they did it. <laughs> yeah, it, yep, it's just a slice of life fantasy <laughs> thing. They're all mermaids. Great. <laughs> Mermaid Melody, pitchy, pitchy, pitch. This is not. <laughs> then we have Rinchi Ekodachan, which is... A four coma about the possibly real life of the author, who is a single woman who drifts through relationships and works at various hostess clubs. So it's a lot about sort of that angle of like Japanese culture and stuff. Mm. And it could be interesting. I'm not sure. Then we have a weird one. <laughs> Dimension High School. Dimension High School being done by Polygon Pictures and is an anime live action hybrid series. Oh man, I saw the preview for this and it's fucking weird. 
Because the idea is that it's like a bunch of dudes in real life get transported into anime cram school, right? Or something like that. It is literally, they get trapped in a high school anime, so they just do high school anime things. That's it. it. Okay, so also, one thing to note if you look at this, much less polished than a lot of the other Polygon Pictures stuff. Yeah, it looks really jank from the PV. It looks like it was made in uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. And also it's mo-capped, which is why everyone clips through everything <laughs> constantly. So I'm guessing this is also like a weird improv comedy kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it looks like a hot mess. Not sure if I'm going to look at it, but I will look at people looking at it. <laughs> then, uh, saving this for a friend of the show, QB, to report on at some point, Star Twinkle Precure is coming out. This is the new Precure. I have nothing else to say about it. It seems like Precure is on like a pretty good high right now as far as the recent series. So hopefully this continues the trend for all the fans and they can enjoy. Then we have Monaco no Raccoon, which is this home comedy about sort of like a weird family of kids, you know, very, I don't know, like Cranchin Chan-esque or like Sanai-san. So that's coming out. And then as we alerted to earlier, we have Virtual San Looking, which is an anime that features virtual YouTubers. All your favorites, except Kizuna AI. Yeah, I, I'm i guessing this is like the second tier of virtual YouTubers is what they're putting on here. But they're doing an anime of virtual YouTubers, so whatever. They've, they've been successful in life. What do I have to show for it? <laughs> Nothing. And then this one, I'm not sure if it's like as bad to reach the bottom of this list, but... Magical Girl Special Ops Asuka is definitely, like, a dark-ass, Magical Girl-esque series. Yep. Where a bunch of young girls have been given a mysterious power to fight against uh, undead creatures, and they're all, like, dressed in various, like, pastiches of Magical Girls. It just seems like I've heard it's just grimdark trash. Yeah, it and it looks like that, and it feels like that from the PV, and just, yeah, whatever. Now, is it going to reach poo-poo garbage levels? Who knows? I'm putting this here tentatively at the bottom of this list, just in case. There, that way it's close if I need to move it. <laughs> and then we have all the, uh, the, the seasons of stuff, the new seasons of stuff that we haven't watched, like, um, Fugigen no Mononokian, B Project, uh, Piano no Mori. Uh, Real Girlfriend, Bang Dream, and Date Alive. And then, we have the Poo Poo Garbage. To start off, the most hope- uh, the most high-profile show to end up on this list for this season, The Rising of Shield Hero. It's Grimdark Garbage, like Goblin Slayer. It's- it's an isekai that does that, whatever, fucking he's the shield hero, cause everyone gets a magical weapon. And as far as I know, the only people I knew who kept up with it did it basically out of spite and as like a hate read. Yeah, I, I've heard that too, that it started out really good and interesting and then it turned into trash. <laughs> Just real hard turn. Yeah. And then, uh, following up with a poo-poo garbage, we've got Domestic Girlfriend. Ugh. 
It's about a high schooler who's in love with his teacher, but one day he goes to a mixer and meets a high school girl and fucks her, and then his father gets, says he's getting remarried, and it turns out that the girl he's remarrying, the two daughters, are Tina and Rui, the teacher and the girl that he fucked. So, great. Stop. God, I hate it. Please, stop. Then we have the quintessential quintuplets, not Osamatsu-san. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, so it's about uh, a guy, a poor high school student who comes across a tutoring gig, and his he his pupils are all quintuplets who are hot and have huge boobies. This anime feels like it time-traveled from ten years ago. It really does, and yet it's here. Then there's Komodo Friends Season 2, which, uh, regardless of the content of it, is going on the poo-poo garbage list just for, like, the shit that has gone on with Komodo Friends. Yeah, it... I don't have anything to say, really. It's just... Everything surrounding it and the way that they treated the previous director and stuff is just disgusting and, like, really business as shit. So, like, man, fucking whatever. Yeah. Sorry, Komodo fans. And then the last one on the Poo Poo Garbage List, because it's a Gohan's production, is Wiz, which is about... A character, uh, Yukiya, who is, quote, probably 14 years old, who DJs on his own, and suddenly he sees a live broadcast from another world, and he jumps in, and I guess he's gonna save the fantasy world with the power of DJing. Go hands! Which would be cool if it wasn't by fucking go hands. Seriously? Go hands, which makes consistently some of the least appealing-looking anime in the world. And that's all the anime. Yeah, it is. I think the shows that I am interested in watching are higher interest than some of the other stuff that have come before this, but it is a pretty light season, which is kind of nice because I found myself falling behind consistently over the last season, so... Having less to talk about is great. Sounds great. I don't mind, because I dropped shows, but you'll hear more about that later. Who, buddy? Boy, howdy, will we. But yeah, I I am tentatively excited for this season just because I feel like the highs could be really high. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so like the shows that we have going forward are either things like, oh yeah, we're already like interested because it's a continuation. With, well, in two cases, with Kakegurui and Mob Psycho 100. Which really can just be more of the same, and I'd be happy. I mean, I know it's coming up for one of those, and I'm super excited f- to feel many emotions. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is all, like, interesting in a particular way. Like, there's something about it that's like, oh, you know, this stands out, and this is very different. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how all that turns out. And before we go, I think we have some fan mail. So, our one fan mail comes in from QB, as always. Thanks, QB. Thanks, QB, for uh, being our number one fan and supporter and collab person. Um, in honor of <laughs> Mom Psycho 200's Body Improvement Club, please develop a workout routine I can use while watching my animes. <laughs> so this is a hard ask, because when you watch anime, 
generally, you're watching it subtitled, and uh, it's going to be hard to read and also do exercises. You have to power read. <laughs> but what I do when I want to uh, get my blood flowing while watching some anime, I tend to either do like planks or I do like crunches where I've set up where whatever I'm watching at sort of the top of my the the peak of my uh, of my crunch. Things where you are mostly in one position work out really well. So if you have like a treadmill, very easy to watch anime on. If you're doing push-ups, gonna be a little harder as you get closer to the screen. Your eyes are gonna go out, but you know it's still like an accept option. Like there, there aren't a lot of a lot of stationary workout stuff will work out well for you. You know, I'm glad you had a serious answer for this because I couldn't think of a damn thing. No, don't worry. Uh, I assume what the actual ask for was uh, to recite the One Punch Man workout routine. <laughs> as the other one property that is coming back this year, apparently. So eventually, we'll get there. I think that's actually uh, spring season. Okay, they have announced when it's coming out 2019. Hopefully with all this time, JC staff can make it look as good as it did in the first season. Yeah, it is in fact spring season. Hell yeah. So, in conclusion, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and 10, kil- uh, 10 kilometers of running, repeat seven days a week. <laughs> and that's been everything. Thanks for joining us on this short but sweet episode of Coco Disaster. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. And join us next time as we talk about all the shows we watched from the fall season and whether or not we liked them, disliked them, or became really ambivalent about them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that third option that we just get bored of something. And then we'll also announce the shows for the the next shows for the new year. We will see you in 2019 for the review and everything else coming after. So have a happy new year. And until then, I've been Chorps Away. And I've been Zane Zero. And this has been Coco Disaster. Sweet dreams.